Welcome to another episode of Meta Athletes Playbook. We bring our insights directly to our community. And uh, B, I kind of have a, a quick hitter podcast topic for for us to kind of cover today. And it kind of came from, you know, a lot of the chatter that we have on uh, our group chat and, and within our community. A lot of it comes from ideas and concepts. You know, people like hacks, people, yeah. people like, uh, I, you know, advice and uh, tips. But it kind of revolves around just continuous learning, right? Yeah. I mean, the group is amazing because there's there's people that just graduated college. There's people mm-hmm. that have um, have been working in the professional workplace setting for 15, 20, 30 years. There's people that are retired and and you know this is a, a hobby of theirs to continue to um, to kind of grow and adapt. Or it's it's interesting because there's so many different types of people, but we're all kind of like driven by the same idea of getting better and yeah. having this um, mindset for lifelong learning. It's something that you and I definitely relate on, align on, and uh, we have a lot of conversations about. So I thought it'd be interesting to kind of talk about some maybe technical ways that we yeah. kind of tackle and what have been successful and effective for us um, in continuous learning. And then also maybe some things that people don't think about and you know, just to bring a little bit of a new spin and maybe just a mindset shift for continuous learning. But um, when I talk about continuous learning, be like what comes up for you like what what's what's coming to mind for you and before i i shoot it over to you i've gotten a few comments over the last couple episodes that uh i don't say hi to guests and i don't say bye to guests (laughs) 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 and we jump right into it so um so one be great to see you uh how are you and then we can we can jump into continuous learning drew it's like a highlight of my week when i get to see you (laughs) i'm doing fantastic really busy but i'm doing well um how you doing Dude, uh, been busy. So last, the end of last week, I went away for a bachelor trip. We went to a lake house. And so I took like two or three days off from work to, you know, just really just be present and hang out with buddies from college, old college hockey buddies. Um, the beginning of the week, it was like playing catch up like crazy, but now I'm kind of settled and things are good. So, um, just trying to enjoy these last couple of days, but I'm going into a time where, um, the advertising world, like this, the next like two to three months is like crazy when it comes to commerce, e-commerce. Mm. And so there's a lot, to, a lot of build up into it, but I feel good. I feel excited about, you know, taking on challenges and, and um, really driving results for some of the clients that we have right now. So things are good. I just know similar to the, you, I know that you jumped back into work and things have been kind of hectic and, and busy, but it's also good. I think you and I kind of uh, <laughs> embrace being thrown into the yes. fire sometimes. Yeah. It's uh, it's a little bit chaotic here and uh, we're in, the month right before the seasons begin, right? And so, right. Uh, so it's a it, it's it's a grind, it's a challenge trying to balance out, um, you know, practice and training, and trying to make sure everybody's in the 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 optimal state to kind of start the season. You know what I mean? Making sure that we're healthy. So it's a it's a fine line, and it's a balance, but it's a tough act, and it's um it's fun, right? It's all part of the process, and it's and I think it's um. You know, it's kind of this like this learning process, right? Like it's you know, as the evolution of a coach, uh, the evolution of, of like a human being of anybody, right? It's it's all about um, the process of getting better and the process of improvement. And and learning plays a large play- part with that. Like you learn right. how to manage responsibilities within your life. You learn how to uh, manage the people that you're working with. You just there's so many different ways that you can learn. Um, and one of the things I think that that came to mind when you brought the brought up this this topic was. Um, what drives me to learn? Like, what drives me to consistently try to find ways to improve? And it's got, it's this mindset of getting better. Honestly, like it is. It's 
it's the opportunity and it's the it's the realization that um every single moment and every single experience and every single day is truly an opportunity to, to to get better and it's an opportunity to try to reach your reach your full potential and we talk about this all the time it's like you know you, you want to try to you want to try to become the best version of yourself and and how do you do that like there's no way you can do that without the without trying to find ways to improve and find ways to get better and learning is the uh is is the epitome of that like you got to try to find ways to you know constantly seek ways to be get one percent better learn a new skill learn a new task and um it, it's funny i was reading you know like trying to read up a little bit about the the topic and try to have some notes and try to be prepared but um one of the things i found was that you know learning is about like reaching your full potential right and it can help you achieve self-actualization and um, if you've never heard of self-actualization, it's the highest need identified like by Maslow and like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Uh, so when you realize when you can reach self-actualization, it's the highest level of psychological development. And that's when mm -hmm. like a person's full potential is realized. Um, and I think that's what we're constantly in search for, right, is is how can we reach that that self-actualization, self-awareness where we truly understand ourselves and those around us that we can, you know, live a life of fulfillment, right? And, there, and learning is learning is how we reach that. It, it's uh, it was an interesting find, but it was um, it, it it's another way to put, you know, us trying to finally, you know, find ways to improve and find ways to become the best version of ourselves. Yeah, it's um, it's I love that you brought that up because one thing that I saw this quote the other day, and you kind of reminded me of it a little bit. Um, especially when we're talking kind of pre-chat for the podcast, but it, it went along the lines of like, if you want to learn quickly to learn from other people's mistakes, and if you want to learn deeply, then learn from your own mistakes by, by okay. doing right. And by, by taking action. And, <clears throat> you know, I think a lot of things that we talk about, um, you know, when we read a book and this is, I, I'm kind of going back to that episode really early when, with me, you and Darnell, we talked about how, like, to me, books are incredible, especially like a, mm. a business book, um, a coaching book. Because somebody's taking their 20, 30, 40 years of experience and putting it into, you know, a two week read, which is like yeah. crazy to think about, right? Like to be able to gain that much wisdom. <clears throat> and when you talked about continuous learning, um, something that was interesting to me is like nobody likes like a know it all type of person that like yeah. uses the information as like a way to like maybe belittle other people or to um seem, you know, superior to somebody. But I constantly surround myself with people that are wise and that do have yeah. massive experience and wisdom because to me, that is continuous learning too. Like it's not just a book. It's not just a podcast or audio book, reading articles. It's also the people that you surround yourself with. Right. So yeah, hundred percent. One, one thing that we'll kind of dive into is like some, maybe some technical things, but I wanted to, to express this and kind of get your thoughts on it too, but doing podcasts, you know, like this is something that I learned uh, starting with Fanzo with his podcast, um, jumping on Twitter Spaces a lot more and having conversations with people. But hopping on this podcast is a way that I practice continuous learning because I get to literally ask you these questions and hear directly from you, you know, from from your experience and and from what you've gathered. But to me, it's kind of like a it's like a way to expedite getting information, right? Mm -hmm. There are questions that I I could type into Google and go through and read different sources and then I have to realize, you know. Are these sources credible? Do I want to listen to this sort? Sure. When I when I trust you at a high level and I can be able to go to you and ask you something or share something from the community that maybe I'm curious on, 
I think that's a huge resource, right? And it kind of goes into this overall concept of having a mentor, having somebody that you can kind of tap into. But you've been on podcasts where you probably do a majority of the, you know, the experience share, the insight share. With this podcast, has it been helpful for you? You know, like has has the podcast in the forms of like creation and recording been helpful for you when it comes to continuous learning? It has. Like I, I've I've been on podcasts before, like and primarily as a, as the interviewer. And, um, you know, just sharing my experience and things and doing this on a regular basis um, is I've learned how to be more concise. I've learned how to uh, be more expressive. I've learned how to um, share, I think, different perspectives for different audiences for that that might be listening to the podcast. Um, and I think it's lear- helped me learn how to um, improve delivery, improve my uh, maybe storytelling and improve mm-hmm. my... Um, I think I said it before, but the, but truly delivery of information that yeah hopefully can be easily consumed by the listener, right? And I think that's one of the things that's that's one thing that I've always kind of prided myself in is that um, my ability to retain information is pretty good, but then my ability to be able to share that information is um, is another strength of mine that I believe has only improved by listening to myself speak on these and then also being able to. Um, to speak to you, but also to speak to so, so many other community members through um, that may not be Division One athletes, you know. Right. So it's it's so allowed me to um, kind of reshape and repurpose the message I deliver to athletes on a daily basis, more so to ge- kind of general population who may have um, different goals and different um, experiences, and I've had to try to almost streamline the same messages that I would try to teach an athlete and understand that it's it's still going to help the regular person. It's just got to be shared just a little bit differently. And there's so right. many commonalities. That's the other thing I've learned too, is there's so many commonalities that you can of take course. from <clears throat> athletics and from sports and apply to just general life principles and general health principles and general business principles that I, th- and I think a lot of our community members have, have, have started to kind of take on and adapt and um, that's probably been the most rewarding part about is, is doing this on a regular basis. Like I've learned so much about myself and so much about other people through the entire process. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, when you talk about the commonalities between like a high performance athlete and the, the everyday person, a lot of things that you guys do are create a, a certain mindset mm. throughout the process and then try to be as effect, as effective as possible, right? Whether it's at a certain skill set or a certain sport. And I feel like for the everyday person, like things that we talk about are very similar in terms of having a, a generally positive attitude or being mm-hmm. able to reframe in a way that's healthy for you long term. Um, and then also try to be effective, you know, be effective with our diet, be effective with our yeah. sleep, be effective with our movement. Right. So I think <clears throat> there are a lot of commonalities there. And something else that you brought up, I I have like been saying this like like crazy to people because it's just like it's so clear to me now. But I keep saying we're only good at what we practice. Yeah. And, you know, when you brought it up, because I've worked with speakers before, and Fanzo being one of them and, and other, you know, really great speakers. And I remember early on, you know, helping people with their speaking business, understanding that the more podcasts they got on, not necessarily just for reach, sharing message, but a lot of things that you mentioned, like crafting the message. Um, is this something that's worth saying in front of people? Um just honestly, just putting in the reps, right? Yeah. Like, I, yeah. It's all reps. Like putting in the reps of just speaking. And um, when I got on Spaces in 2021, 
I was like a wreck. <laughs> and then over the course of, you know, now I can just go hop on and like, it's such You're a powerful, pro. it's a powerful tool though, to be able to effectively communicate in front of people, even if it's like, you could care less about who's in the audience, but if there's somebody that you want to meet on stage and you have an opportunity to to connect with them and share something and, and, and chat on stage, that is a, you know, that's a powerful tool for somebody in their networking belt. And so um, it's something that I've had to craft over time to be comfortable and to share but you also said something about listening too. Mm. And listening is is so massively important too, right? Like not just being able to be a good speaker, but to listen enough to understand and how to connect, you know, your next talking point or how to reiterate what somebody said so they feel like they were hurt. You know, like there's small yeah. little things in there. Um, and these are things that it's going back to my quote of like learning quickly versus learning deeply. I could listen to a podcast mm. on how to do podcasts, but I just feel like I get so much more out of just hopping on here and, and uh, and going through it with you and with other podcasts, interviewing other people, like I think it's it's a skill set that you have to kind of put yourself through, and and you can't become good at it unless you're putting in the reps or you, or unless you practice, right? So, um, I think that these are things that um, we, we we could we could talk about like audiobooks, listening to podcasts, yeah, yeah. and things like that. Like of course that's continuous learning, especially if there's something specific that you're going after. But I think the part of continuous learning that people um, tend to forget about is not just the course, not just the listening and watching. It's where can I put myself in a position to actually execute on it, right? Um, and so I think that this podcast is like the prime example that I had for, um, you know, continuous learning, not only listening and hearing from you so that I can gather insights and high performance, but also like something that you mentioned is you learn a lot about yourself through the process of executing, right? And um, that might be one of the most powerful things. I, I, you know, think I think that's probably the most important thing that I think anybody can gather and garner is is truly learning about yourself. And that kind of goes back to like that Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like you understand your, uh, you know, it, it, the way he describes it, it's called like your ego, right? Like you're trying to feed right. your and learn, understand and learn about your ego, which is just yourself. And the more you can learn about yourself and the more you can express yourself, I think the stronger the connections that you can make with other people. And, and then, you know, that's where your listening skills can come into play. But I think the other thing that starts to happen is you develop a sense of calmness, right? You And you develop a sense of presence and you develop the ability to stay present and you don't get worried about the past and you don't get worried about the future, but then you can actually just be and you can actually learn from every single opportunity that you're going to be able to experience within your life. Right. And that only happens when you can understand, well, how do you learn? Are you a visual learner? Are you an auditory learner? Are you a kinesthetic learner? Do you have to learn best by doing? Like, can you truly sense and feel if, if you were talking exercise and movement, can you sense and feel your body in the positions that you're in? Um, if you're, you know, you're trying to learn about nutrition and you're learn, trying to learn about diet, can you sense and feel hunger signals? Right. Can you sense and feel what you, what what's going on inside your body when you consume a burger versus when you consume a salad, right? Like if you can't tell the difference, then you really don't know yourself. You know, right. and I think that's the, that that might be the key. You know, I kind of started with that, like with, with the hierarchy of needs and self-actualization is when you can truly understand yourself and the way, you know, the best ways you can become more efficient within the things that you do on a daily basis, then I think it's going to be more productive for you when you do pick up that podcast, you do pick up that book, or you do try to 
try to network with somebody else who might know, who might know something more than you, you're going to be able to tap into that a little bit more and you're going to be able to probably retain much more information because you understand yourself and you can understand how the information that you're consuming and whatever medium that you're going to consume is going to benefit you hmm. and the people around you. Yeah, I think it's huge. I mean, it's it's essentially awareness, right? Yeah. And and having self-awareness, but also being open-minded enough to take in awareness, like taking yeah. the awareness from from outside perspectives too. Like, for example, the the not saying hi and bye to you on your episode. <laughs> like, I did not have a word. Like, in my head, you know, I'm opening up the podcast and we're jumping right into it. But me and you said, hey, what's, you know, like, what's up before the podcast started? Yes. And so in my head, I'm just like, oh, yeah, we, we like, it would be awkward for me to do it again. But having the awareness of this outside perspective of, you know, something like that is not something that I had on my mind, right? So um, also being open-minded enough to to take in and and change and adapt, I think is, is incredible too. But I, yeah, this is not the direction that I thought the podcast was going to go. But when you start talking, it makes a ton of sense, right? It's like, may, you know, to having to be self-aware maybe by instead of reading a book maybe it's starting to write a book or instead of listening to a podcast mm -hmm. maybe starting a podcast and putting yourself through that process but like you said you could also be somebody who maybe that's not as helpful maybe you'd stare at a blank page and it would be like incredibly tough and it'd be like you know really tough for you but you know <clears throat> i think there's something there to that when it comes to like journaling and starting a podcast yeah um, there's there's definitely something about you know you hear in therapy all the time where people talk about i was like it's not really what the therapist said or you know it's just putting yourself in a position where you could hear yourself right mm. where you could hear yourself talk about something that um maybe you felt like was unreasonable at that point or you're, you're able to to have that self-awareness just through expressing yourself um and i think people can do that through a variety of different ways right reading writing journaling talking conversations um but it has to there has to be that level of action whether it's maybe you know because we talk about it all the time like listening to an audiobook, there's people where like they there's a book they want to read but they won't read the physical copy like you know there's somebody in mind that i have you know very clearly in my head but <laughs> but it's like hey dude if you don't want to pick up the book and read it physically then you know get the audiobook and when you're in the car have the audiobook on yeah. right and so i think it's just a he might not even realize that that could be his optimal form of learning if yeah. if they're not if they're not trying and adapting or trying to um even test you know some of those experiences which comes back to what you said about self-awareness, right? He's There's a certain level of self-awareness for a lot of people to realize I'm not into reading books, but there's not enough awareness for them to realize, but I could be doing this. And yes, this is something yeah, that, yeah. that I'm able to get the same um, level of context and insights by listening to it versus um, reading the physical copy, right? So I love the factor of awareness. Um, well, think about this one too, Drew. Like think about even maybe not just you know, the action of reading or listening, but maybe it's actually reading a particular author or listening to a certain speaker, right? right. Because uh, that speaker or that writer might be able to evoke emotion right. inside of you when you when you consume the information, whether it be through text or through through audio, right? It's all just sense, it's, a, it's just senses. But the ability of a certain speaker to be able to play on your emotions is gonna help you retain that information so much more. So maybe just finding that that person or that individual that, you, and maybe it could be fiction, right? It could be fictional books. Like I know like my wife or certain people love particular authors, right? And what is it about that author? It's their writing style. 
it's a writing style that somehow becomes captivating that wants that person to continuously read their books or it could be a movie director right, right? like i remember i loved michael bay movies right like it's because just his, his cinematography and just the way the um like he directed and, and could produce a film like it engaged me right it kept me captivated into right. wanting to continue to watch those types of movies so it's so if sometimes if, an, if maybe one of our listeners is, is is stuck in understanding try to find their learning style think about the things that you really like right think about the things that help keep you focused and maybe try to find resources that are similar to you that might help you consume information yeah i think i think it's huge i mean the author definitely right because it's a style that yeah. you realize that this is this is doing it for you um but it's fascinating to me because I remember like walking to Barnes and Nobles the other day and, you know, it's like 95% fiction, 5%, you know, nonfiction. Non and I was really thinking about this the other day because I've had book recommendations before and sometimes it's just entertainment, right? Like sometimes it's just yes. reading a story. And there's, there's, there's not like, a, you know, there doesn't need to be a moral or there doesn't need to be um, a lesson to be learned. But Sometimes there are, right, through some of these books and people, I think they enjoy trying to decipher what the lessons could be in a certain book, in a certain fiction book. Um, but for me, like, I know myself enough to realize, like, I don't want to be put through, sometimes, sometimes, not all the time. Like, I, there's, of course, like, great movies and great stories that um, I, you know, love to to totally dive into. But when I, re like, sit down to read a book, like, part of me doesn't want to be put through a story. Like sometimes I just want to get straight to the insight or the fact or um, something really, really specific that, that is almost um, it's funny because I almost want it to be extremely simple. Like I, I remember picking up a book the other day and reading like one page and realizing, man, this is like, this is tough for me to kind of yeah. like pull what it is I'm supposed to be pulling from this book. And even though it's like highly rated tons of recommendations I almost want something that's extremely simple for me to just be able to spend five, 10 minutes, pull information, feel like I learned something and, and move on. Um, and so there's, you know, I, I listened to this interview probably, it was probably a year ago, maybe two years ago, but it's like, there's, there's like certain degrees to people's level of like their level of like IQ and, and they're just how smart somebody is. Right. And there's like, it was interesting because as they were getting smarter and smarter, higher IQ, it became like, almost hard to understand what they were saying. Mm. And at the very top, the smartest people, they're portraying in a way that anybody could understand. Right. And so it was really interesting to me because I'm like, there's these certain authors where they're writing in a certain way. And I'm just like, it's, it's interesting. And I know a lot of people enjoy this, but I'm not, <laughs> it's not easy for me to understand. No, and then there's books where, you know, chop wood, carry water. And it's <laughs> so simple. Like literally that's a great like, example. 11 year old, like a 10 year old could mm. read this book and, and pull insights and to me, I was just like, I just remember reading two or three pages and be like, oh, this is going to be a great book. Like, because I, it was just, I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was wrecking my mind to try to pull the, yes. it was just yeah. so incredibly simple and easy to understand. Um, so that's something else that I think I really have grown to appreciate is not that I don't appreciate nonfiction, but, or appreciate fiction, but I love the factor of some nonfiction books I read where I'm just like, I don't have to try to like you know, come up with like, uh, be a detective to understand what it is that they're trying to convey with some of the nonfiction I read. It's just a, this person did this, this person, did this, this yeah. person studied, and then we just learn exactly what it is that we're, we're trying to go after. So 
something that I realized and learned about myself is I just love nonfiction. I just I would rather read a business book or maybe even like an autobiography um, that's yes. really really simple to understand versus like a complex story. And so, but that's just a preference, right? Like I wouldn't know that unless I was trying to dabble in both and realizing, you know, this this is what I would like. Um, but yeah, chop wood, your water thing is the best example, right? Because it is written as a nonfiction, nonfiction, or maybe it is. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, it's written as it's a fictional show. novel, but it's so simple to understand that I was, you know, like the insights were so simple. It was mm-hmm. like pretty much laid out there for you, um, and that's what I appreciated. You know, as as I just to me, it was, that's like the ideal book. And so trying to seek more pieces of published work by that author made sense to me, right? So yes. that's exactly what you were trying to go after yep. is try to figure it out and then kind of double down once you figure out your preferred learning style. But yeah, but figuring it out, that means you have to take initiative, right? You've got to be able to take initiative. And, you know, that's the same thing. Like if you decided, you know, another way to learn is like start your own project, right? Start your yeah. own, right? Start just start something, right? It could be job related, it could be non-job related, but um, if you want to learn about woodworking and you want to build something, like just just start it, right? Just start it and understand that it's not going to be perfect at the beginning. And I think we've said this before, but just taking the steps and showing up and having that self-initiative, you can learn a lot through that process alone versus, you know, know, just seeing somebody else do something or seeing somebody uh, like watching a YouTube video on how to do something, how to fix a lawnmower, like whatever it is, like just just start it, just yeah. start it, and you'll figure it out, and you'll you probably make mistakes, and um, I think everybody that's probably listening to this has built something from IKEA. Um, I don't know if anybody else has, but I sure have. I've put the shelves the wrong way, and I've had to redo it, and and um, but I've learned, <laughs> I learned through that. You process. end up with like three more screws than you should have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think that it's it's the process of just taking self initiative. And then you would learn about like your skill set and then you want to improve those skill sets for the next time that you're going to be able to build something or put something together. Yeah. What comes to mind, like the IKEA furniture, I think is a great example. Um, Cause I'm somebody who like, I'm not going to sit down and read instructions for like 30 minutes or 15 minutes, even like I, I'd rather just start piecing it together and figure it out. But um, I remember as, as a kid, like, and this is such a, to me, this is such a great analogy to doing versus trying to like spend too much time troubleshooting and, and trying to figure out is there's times where like a kid will plug it in, like in terms of like your analog and the volume and, and the, you know, all that stuff, you know, they'll plug it in like 10 different times to figure out which one works. Right. And they'll be done in like a minute. Yep. And then you'll have a 45 year old, you know, person come in and be like, well, you know, I'm not good <laughs> with electronics. I'm not good with tech. Like I have no idea where this is supposed to be going. Like I don't want to mess anything up. And then the kid like just comes back and it's just like, boom, in like 30 seconds, they've tried it 10 different ways and, and they figured it out. Right. And um, yeah, there's something about, maybe it's like, there's something about doubt. There's something about not wanting to be, you know, or, or um, making mistakes, not wanting to uh, be wrong on some things, but there just is no better way in my opinion than to yeah. to just start doing. Um, so that continue with, you know, the, the overall concept, like continuous learning, I think a lot of it comes down to, Figuring out your learning style, surrounding yourself with people, you know, that kid. Yeah. And, and this is something that you and I talked about pre-show, not even people that are fully aligned with you, but maybe somebody that's, you know, has a very varying opinion or somebody that thinks a lot differently than you, where you can actually learn a lot more and kind of be able to pull yourself back from the situation of um, maybe how your brain was perceiving something and, and pull different perspectives. 
um, this idea of like not having to be right, but to understand, I think is, um, I think yes. it's really powerful for for me as a continuous learner. Um, and then the, the last big one that we talked about today is, you know, if you want to learn quickly, learn from other people's mistakes or learn from other resources. But if you want to learn deeply to, to do it yourself. And I think that yeah. that's, that's the overall concept that it sounds like you and I are just like, it, it's what's effective for us. It's what, what's effective for a lot of other people. Um, so B, is there anything else, you know, when it comes to this topic that you feel like is, uh, is important for people to, to pull? No, I think you hit those, those three key points that were, were big. And, um, I, you know, I think this, this is probably a good way to end it is, is this quote by Albert Einstein is once you stop learning, you start dying. Right. In this, we have this incredible opportunity to live our lives and we've got to be able to take advantage of the things that we can learn. I think we're, we're, we're blessed to be in a age of information where, there's so much information you can consume so easily and so readily and through lots of different mediums. And there's so many different people out in the world that are willing to share. Um, and you're only doing yourself a, a disservice if you're not trying to learn from these people or learn from um, your own self. So uh, learn to share, learn to learn about yourself, learn to give. It's a, um, you know, it, it's 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 going to help you become the best version of yourself. Yeah, I think, well, last thing I'll throw on top of that, and um, I was trying to remember where I pulled this information from or where this context came from, but it's, uh, it's somebody that I met for the first time, and uh, we just had a really interesting conversation, kind of similar to this. But um, one thing I wanted to mention is I think you and I especially, um, there's value in sharing and value in making an impact in others. And so for me, like learning, like, man, learning about like nutrition, sleep, meditation, mm. training, I value it for myself, of course, but to me, there's also like a high level of purpose to be able to be a value to others. If, if they're also kind of like trying to understand or they're, they're wanting to, to understand more, uh, to be a value to others, but something else that, um, I had this great conversation with somebody and they essentially talked about how, you know, what is the knowledge worth if we're not able to practically apply it? And I yes. think that's, that's, that's like such an important conversation too, is like, we can, we can learn so much. But if we're not sharing it, if we're not able to, you know, apply it to our life, then like what value, <laughs> what value is it really other than like knowing? And um, I just like the last story I'll mention is I was in college. I was a history major. And, you know, I like, think back, like, why would I ever be a history major? Because uh-huh. like, that's just what naturally like came to me and what I was interested in and, and what I was able to to graduate, you know, with ease. And um, I just remember my college professor, this must have been like an early American revolution history question and you know they basically he was on a tour of i think it was some maybe it was um it was somewhere in virginia but he was on a tour and there was a question that was asked that you know just like a random like fun fact question and this professor because he was a professor was able to ask the question and then or or to answer the question and then he looks back to the class and he's just like by the way of all my studies this was the only time that this like piece of information was ever relevant for me (laughs) you know to like answer some tour guides question for a random fun fact and um, it just made me think of like having all this knowledge, like what, why, like, why does it matter yeah. unless we're able to somehow practically apply it to enhance our lives. Right. So mm. that's another thing that I, I've kind of come to realize is, you know, there's certainly things I can learn, but how to learn, how to optimize my sleep, <laughs> my nutrition, yes. you know, like there's things that, man, this could literally change your life like today by learning this. Right. And so that's where I think a lot of my, I guess, um, continuous learning priorities come from is like, it would be cool to understand this, but for me, it's even better to know that I'm going to be able to apply this right away. 
And um, so that's like a, another big one that I had written down for myself. But um, B, great conversation. This was a great quick one. Uh, yes. I want to make sure I say bye to you and, uh, and that you have a great day. And I still say it after the podcast is over. Drew, all the best to you, bud. Thank you. All right, brother. Talk soon. Thanks, everybody. See you next week.